mustn't get his evil hands on that alien ship. Welcome back, nobodies, to your favorite Doom Patrol podcast, this side of the painting. My name is Mark. And my name is Nathan. And today we're talking about issue number five of Unstoppable Doom Patrol. It is called Assault on Main Street. Um, and this, uh, the blurb for today's issue is, Who is Meta Woman, the world's strangest superheroes versus any town USA? Just as everyone feared, the Doom Patrol have lost control and are now attacking the idyllic small town of New Poplar, Illinois. As these unstoppable monsters rampage, a new superhero must rise to stop them. Enter Meta Woman. But who is she, and what is her terrible secret? Only one person has the answers, the team's former chief, Dr. Niles Calder. Nathan, what did you think about today's issue? Where did you read that from? Oh, you know, the internet. That was a really long... That was that was essentially like the back of a novel. <laughs> and it was a comic book. Like, yeah, yeah, Can you yeah. imagine if they did that to all comic book issues? Like, a, <laughs> a, about the book, <laughs> about the issue on the back? Dang. That'd be the whole story, right? Like, that, that's pretty much what happened. It would be the whole story. But, I mean, I guess they do that because you obviously read it from somewhere and... Essentially, that's the same thing, and they would do that for each issue. So, you know, it's, and it's it's already made. So that that what I just read, yeah, it was already has already been on the internet for quite some time since the creation of you know issue five on on the you know the database, the, the interwebs, you know wherever people look up where mm-hmm. comic book issues are cataloged. Yeah, so that blurb has been on there for quite a bit. So it's already been written. So maybe it's for comic shop owners that buy books. Maybe it's for them. Oh, yeah. No. Well, yeah. <clears throat> There's also usually um, things similar to that in, like, uh, previews, which is, like, the, the catalog that we get, would get, like, months before things were coming out. Just to yeah. say, like, hey, this is what's coming out these next four months or something like that. So, no, I get that it's already written. It's just comical that... That one was really long. Yeah, it was. It was quite a bit. And it also... uh, Essentially, it it said everything that happened in the book. I mean, it's not like a lot happened in this. This is a very action... This is an infield... Hang on. Okay. Okay. Sorry. We got the the infield dog going on. This is an infield mission. In the field mission in the for the doom uh, yeah. patrol not in an infield field. mission cuz an infield mission, mission sounds like it'd be a baseball thing and if you say field mission it's shorter cuz uh, no. yeah yeah because it's you cleaner cuz if you're in the field if you just say field it's already assumed you can't you're say off be. the field no cuz then it's even more now we're back to baseball <laughs> <laughs> now it's all baseball yeah. um it so it it is uh, what i just read that is what's going on in, in this story uh meta human the way that <laughs> The way that they uh, sent spotlight her in the blurb meta woman is is it, what did I say? You said meta human. <laughs> <Just> meta human. <laughs> it's, it's a very generic name, and and <clears throat> the comic book. When you actually read the comic book, it makes total sense. Uh, the blurb is actually very misleading. You know, it's 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 through almost the perspective of uh, something even more just generic is is the name Metagen Corporation. Yeah, it's just a 
it's on purpose, but it's such a dumb name uh, for some random billionaire, the fourth richest billionaire, but, but uh, also on, the on planet. purpose in design yeah, yeah. and in com- and in in dialogue, very very purposeful. So, so yeah, the whole blurb that I just read it it, it, it paints this propaganda. It does sound like uh, a news tabloid, doesn't it? Yeah. Okay. I get it. It's almost like it's written uh like an official statement by the Metagen Corporation. Okay. For for uh you know, what they might say about the Doom Patrol uh terrorizing the the small town of New Poplar, Illinois. Uh it's very silly, but the 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 mention of Meta Woman in this um it's almost uh has like a kind of and I hate to say it because it's like referencing something that referenced itself it would be saying like oh meta woman is almost feels very much like the boys and vault industries like because that's yeah. in the zeitgeist now we all know <laughs> the boys because of the tv show it's popularized uh the comic book that it's based off but then the comic book is you know uh, a satire or uh, a nightmarish version of of dc comic superheroes so uh meta human uh meta Oh my gosh, Meta Woman yes. brings the whole thing kind of in full circle, and, and and is a product of a major metagenetic corporation called Metagen Corporation. It's <laughs> it is what it is, but uh, uh, I think at its core, this is a story of a particular Doom Patrol member named Doctor Niles Calder. Nathan, what did you think about? Uh, Dr. Niles Calder in this issue. Um, this was a new light. I, I I am happy that someone was able to write a remorseful, uh, f- learn from my mistakes, no um, ulterior motive Dr. Calder. Um, yeah. And I really yeah. think that. That's awesome. <clears throat> I think it yes. really is kind of like, maybe it is a time where... Uh, where the chief, the persona of Crazy Jane, referenced the uh, 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 nostalgic relics in this book, and I do think that someone like Niles Calder does fit that bill. Um, and you know what? If you were to ask me, well, how do you like write that character out of the Doom Patrol? I would tell you, I have absolutely no idea because he's kind of needed, um, but also kind of uh, irrelevant and then moving more out of the kind of realm and moving more into the extremely irrelevant realm of just old old man and chair that is omnipotent in this team which is kind of like you don't need that anymore that's that that style of storytelling in comic books is just outdated and gone i feel you know um yeah kind of <clears> like the the puppet master or like yeah. His, uh, oh, I already thought about that. Ex yeah. machina. Exactly. Kind of it's exactly what that is, and that type of storytelling is not useful anymore. I think, especially when it comes to uh, stories like this and series like this. That is like a mini series, but should have like a somewhat complete run. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, versus like Silver Age comic books where it was just like a flavor of the week kind of thing. You could have just had yeah. Niles Calder come in and flip the switch and say, oh, my super genius intellect solved it all. And you're like, yeah, days saved. Next. Now yeah. it's, there's stakes, you know, there's an actual future of a world building universe here that exists. Um, and 
God forbid, five years go by and the Justice League need to pull the Doom Patrol for something, whatever run that they're going through. They have now a new and improved Doom Patrol that would essentially, you know, work all on their own. You know what I mean? Yeah, and and sometimes Negative Man does the same thing, right? I mean, uh, the Negative Spirit uh, will usually come out by the end of the issue. We see it in this issue uh, as well to basically um, be the savior of uh, and pull the Doom Patrol out of whatever mess they find themselves in. And that works too, but I think it, there was the, the way that they spun it at the end of this issue, it kind of hints that, um, you know, may, maybe Beast Girl deserves a chance to, to prove herself out on the field and the negative spirit doesn't always have to carry all the weight. Um, okay. What, <laughs> that's what, so I just got like more of just more, uh, and I don't mean this in a, in a bad way. I just got more of a reflective version of Beast Boy from Beast Girl in this, like almost the same exact character from mm-hmm. the past. Um, so it's like the want to join the team fully is there, just like how Beast Boy was. Um, yeah. But the want to. Uh, have friends and further purpose is not there because you kind of already found that within this team itself. So that's that's removed more so from Beast Boy and him and Teen Titans kind of thing. You know what I mean? So yeah, I get that. Um, the Negative Man, Beast Girl duo in this as the Eye in the Sky kind of you know their their backup kind of deal. Um, it kind of just made more sense to me. Uh, just because it was. More so just like aerial support, and um, Beast Girl wasn't really needed in the massive muscle power brute force that mm-hmm. was being used in this particular mission. Um, so it was just nice to see just the team dynamic that I guess we're used to. Really, this is kind of just like a classic Doom Patrol yeah. story. Like, through and through, you could have put this in 1970-something Doom Patrol and be like, yeah, that works and you'd be like yeah mm-hmm. yes uh-huh it, it, next it somehow, <laughs> it somehow plays it classically but then also um makes satire of it especially you know it, they they do it seamlessly where they're able to set up the core trio the the doom patrol trinity as as we know them as robot man um elasta woman and negative man and and then pit them against Meta Woman, who is like this Metagen Corporation poster child superhero that they grew out of a test tube, basically. Yes. And, uh, you know, when, when they're fighting in that in that small town of Illinois, it then, you know, all of a sudden it clicks and he goes, oh, this is like such a classic kind of like an Arnold Drake team up. Let's mm-hmm. go fight uh, a villain, but then it. But it they're but they're being... all the regular people. They're the townspeople. What do yeah, we do? Yeah. yeah, it's just classic Doom Patrol. <laughs> um, it was classic. excellent. It really was uh, enjoyable, honestly. Yeah, and and it probably it makes sense now, but I don't think Beast Girl would have been able to to assist because uh, I, I believe her 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 abilities kind of invoke kind of animalistic responses in, in humans, but these are, are robots, which is, uh, uh, there's a whole other layer of 
these these civilians being robots in this kind of small town that's actually um, a facade for a big metagen hive underneath it. And so them being robots, there's this whole conspiracy, um, small town, real America uh, uh, conspiracy that's going on here that it, it just it fits well that these people are actually just robots. Poplar um, is also just like the generic like white neighbor. <laughs> well, yeah, yeah, yeah. like Pop- the Poplar Grove, I think, is like a real place in Illinois, a small town or something. Oh, is like it that. really? So I was gonna say like it just seems like the the classic um, fictional street name that people just like give. Oh, it's on po- it's down on Poplar. Like oh yeah, yeah, yeah. every town has a Poplar. Okay, I got it's it. Almost, like, it's just like uh, Cloverton, Ohio. From that's a show. little, but see, like that, I can see the vagueness in that, but. I've heard Poplar on fi- in fiction, so it's like oh, this yeah, is new that's... Poplar. Okay. Oh, oh, even oh, we have a second library now. It's different. Yeah, okay. Farmers Market meets on Saturday and Sunday. Mm. That's the whole. They close the whole street all weekend. That's gotta be the whole weekend. It's gotta be. Gotta rough. drive around. Gotta, be gotta rough. walk. Man, everyone says yeah, but um, but yeah, now it's colder. So. Um, they do a really good job with now it's colder. Uh, in this series now because. We were introduced to Dr. Niles Calder in the second issue. Um, we, we understand that uh, him and Mento, they were working on uh, using Mento's abilities to find more of these metahumans that have been created by the Lazarus Reign. And then uh, Worm was killed off, but Velvet, the actual Worm, stayed behind, is now attached to Dr. Niles Calder. And so with everything bubbling in the background with General Immortus um, and and Dr. Niles Calder and Mento and Peacemaker, there was naturally suspicion between people who are familiar with Doom Patrol about Dr. Niles Calder, what his motivations are, where is he at mentally, yada, yada. And so when you get into this episode or this issue... Dr. Niles Calder has that rapid growing suspicion as soon as you see him in, in the field that he's someone that can't be trusted. And, you know, there's there's this kind of angst with the, the core team with with Chief Crazy Jane and um, uh, ooh, I just forgot. Degenerate. Degenerate. There you go. Yeah, I was um, uh, I was in that boat. Uh, honestly, every time he shows up on panel, it's just always a second guess of. Why is Niles here? It, it, yeah, it's <laughs> by design, right? Like, it, yeah. it, that's the, it's the weirdest it, thing. And I think that's the magic here is that um, you know Dennis Culver has uh, been has been tapping into that, like like feeding us that information of like, oh, we, we he knows that Doom Patrol fans don't trust Doctor Niles Calder anymore. Uh, then they can throw him right, and uh, and and so then it, it, it even tees it up for him when they meet uh, this crazy billionaire with this metagen corporation, and you know he's like this. Uh, let me find this person's name. It's Brian McLean, real unforgettable name. Uh, <laughs> and, and like uh, you, you know the the sore thumb of what the character model is, right? Yeah. Yeah. Do we have mm. to say it? I think we have to because I don't know if people are gonna get it. It's all it's our it's our buddy, our bestest pal on the internet, the greatest guy that you'll ever meet. Makes cards. His name is Elon Musk. 
<laughs> you said it. I didn't. Uh, well, now, hang on. Let's not let like let's not give the name Elam a bad a bad rap because Elam Garrick, uh, Deep Space Nine. Oh, nah. I mean, there's no there's nothing Plain wrong with simple the name Garrick. Elon. No, it's cool. Cool name. No, cool, uh, cool the name. guy. The guy is like a uh, is straight up Elon Musk. Um, in all aspects of his yeah. everything. Um, and it's really funny because it is just like, at first when they uh, debuted him, I always have to think it was always in a Doom Patrol thing because there were people that they were introduced like, um. Uh, like, 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 what was the guy's name? Uh, T.O. Morrow or like, um, mm-hmm. Maxwell Lord, you know, sometimes in like a Doom Patrol where it's like, hey, this is not just like some suit. Like, he's like a bigger guy. And like, a lot of times that was kind of missed on me, especially when the villains were just some suit that were like some powerful dude. Um, I, this guy's not that. It one hundred percent is not that. I think it makes you want to think that, but it's like no, 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 no. He's just. I think I think he wants to think that. Right? Yeah, like, and that's again, how he that, thinks of himself. Uh, again, it's the same thing from the real guy. Um, yeah, exactly. This crazy billionaire and, with with money that that, uh, which is such a fun thing to do for DC Comics right now is to uh, influence this, this idea of just like. <laughs> wealthy world power billionaires and doing things with like genetic mutations and and thinking they're so smart uh or, or they're successful for every other factor besides just being rich like that they are smart or they have like they're wise or they have something figured out they know how to program they know how to like biogeneticize and yeah. it's like i know you just have a lot of money to throw around like anyone could have those resources. Michael Crichton wrote that into a character named Dr. Ian Malcolm, like inherently yes. wrote that argument into that character way back when. And people yeah. still miss it. It's insane how it's like, what does he say? What you, you call a uh, discovery. I call the decimation of the natural world. I'm paraphrasing, but like, yes. yes, it's that same thing. It's like, you didn't do the work yourself. You stole it from somebody and you just slapped it on a lunchbox and patented it. And all you can see is the return on investment. And you call that success. No, you weren't there for the failure. You weren't there for the discovery. You weren't there for the sacrifice. You don't know the work. So quit it. <laughs> that's perfect. Nate. I wouldn't, I couldn't have said it any better. And that, that's really what happens here in this story with Dr. Niles Calder. And, and, and what makes the stories, uh, what makes him so great in this story is that it elevates the character by truly uh, repenting for the damage that they've done in their past. And when this Brian McClain is, is offering legally a, a job for, for Niles Calder, uh, to continue uh, the work that they're doing at Metagen Corp, uh, Niles Calder uh, shuts him down, basically, and says that it's all um, based, fundamentally flawed, um, that the catastrophe theory was proven um, not to be accurate or not to be solid uh, theory at all, and that he ruined lives. And he's still atoning for that as of today. And so... All the suspicion that we've had brewing in the background since the second issue, you think it's going to come to fruition here. Like, like Niles Calder is is is, is drawn incredibly well by um, uh, Chris Bur- uh, Burnham. 
uh, here in, in this this slot here that you're showing on the screen. Oh, sorry. Where when when Brian McLean is is offering that position, uh, Niles Calder almost looks like um, like a positive surprise. Like like yes, I will. Uh, this is a chance for me to escape being in the shadow of this new Doom Patrol and reclaim my former glory. Um, but that's that again. It, it like it sets you up thinking. Oh. This is his chance to get out of here. This is his, his ticket out of jail. Uh, he no longer has to repent for all the damage he's done, and yet he doesn't. He 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 explains to Brian McLean that this is not going to work out the way that he thinks it is. Um, so it is a bit almost like uh, the the second Jurassic Park, whether it's the book or the movie Lost World, where you have someone trying <laughs> to explain like you can't do this yeah. again. So that brings me to. What are the what are the differences in catastrophe theory versus chaos theory? Um, chaos theory you can attribute more to you can never predict anything. Yeah, and then the catastrophe thing. theory is the theory that uh, a metagene will arise out of whatever catastrophe that human endures, much like uh, the mutant X gene. Yeah, yeah. The the catastrophe theory is But it's you, just going down to trauma. It really is just like trauma and adolescence and puberty and human I, like I what they it, say, human ability to process it. And it's so strange, right? Like it's it's the, the the catastrophe theory runs on this like the the mind is the limit, right? And like if you put the mind under so much trauma, yeah. it will force its way out in in some unexpected um, unpredictable way and so that could be the chaos theory like you never know what you're going to get when you put someone through catastrophe um, and so uh, a younger Dr. Niles Calder may have found beauty in, in that in that horror and that strangeness um, but now he's he's trying to explain to this person who is more like the, the, the Dotson of the book Lost World yeah. where it's like you don't understand anything. You just wait for someone else to make it, and then you you try to take it as your own and 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 resell it. Yeah, uh, bigger and it. better. Yeah, yeah. So they try to work with these little um, metagen microbots, uh, nanotechnology, if you will, that they uh, can manipulate someone's metagenes from from in- internally um, through their DNA, through their ge- uh, genomes. Yeah. And manipulate it into the kind of superhero that they want to see. Um, it doesn't go well for for Meta Woman. It kind of ends in this Akira style ending for her. Um, but it it was it was a cool introduction. I knew it was gonna go south as soon as I saw that Meta Woman was like this very '60s inspired superhero, um, tight uh, red leotard, white cape. Mm-hmm. blonde hair blue eyes like she just looked like that kind of <laughs> old doom patrol get up too yes yeah she just looked like that red and white poster child superhero for yeah for doom patrol and uh i knew i was like oh this is this is not going to end well for her uh she'll probably turn into some sort of monster at the end and lo and behold she does she uh devolves into a some gelatinous mess yeah yeah Cronenberg, Shin Gojira, Akira, like all those uh, horrific endings for people with way too much this going is, on in their body. Again, these, this like blob form in this panel that I'm showing you right here is, again, 
this is like Chris Burnham reading all that manga and just those black and white horror monsters that he's he's picking up on that you see just all over his Twitter that he's been reposting. You can just see the influence. That's something I've never been able to watch in real time. So I've been mentioning it like almost every episode of this. But you guys need to realize that that is something I find truly amazing is seeing the artist go through and publicly post things that he's like, check out this panel. That's really cool. And then you see like the influencer like, oh, my God, I saw you post something like that like months ago. And that has to be that has to be what you're using and what you're working from. That is that's part of the process that we all like wish to see. Right. It's just so cool. I really Really hope you guys go check him out on Twitter. Hope maybe he's doing it on other social media, but I'm still a a, a schlub and on that Hopefully, shitty yeah, app. Yeah, yeah. But you know, um. <laughs> it's hard to be on that app. I, I tell you, I tell you why. I can't. I can't do it anymore. I go on there to to post uh, that we do a new episode, and I appreciate everyone who follows us and um, talks about Doom Patrol on 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 the certain bird app that is not a bird app anymore. Um, but yeah, it's it's. It's kind of hard to be on there. It's also the it's it's changed a little bit, uh, not to get too much into it, but it's I can't even really follow people anymore. Like there's just too much garbage that's thrown whenever yeah. I open up that site. So yeah, it's shit. It's it makes stuff it very that you're hard. not even following and, and whatnot. So it's Instagram though, very really very good for artists. Um, I think my Instagram is full of just artists' work and content creators, tattoo artists, all that kind of stuff. Um, so. Uh, yeah, I, I there there's so much there's so much amazing work in this issue. Even and, I, and one of my favorites has to be like the opening panel uh, where it says "Assault on Main Street" and it's Robot Man punching that officer in the face, and Rita Farr is just like ground pounding. Yeah, onto it's almost the new like pop art. It, it's and almost like a drawn like, like popping. Uh, split diopic kind of frame but like drawn it really is like really it took me a minute to realize it was the same panel Uh, yeah I I, I remember looking I I read I I saw Robot Man I read down and then I read up and I was like oh wait no that's a whole that's a whole panel that's going on Um, it was very well done beautiful work like the the town storefronts just popping all the glass popping Um, fantastic image there i i love that just like as a as a you know banner for for social media you know um that looks really cool i, I really enjoyed the assault on main street I, I loved the the main street sign i remember thinking about that and um but i also wanted to talk to you nate about uh general mortis monsieur mala which are featured in this now brian mcclain the ceo fourth richest man whatever the hell he is um he is creating these, um, well, Meta Woman is the first, right? The prototype that they could, could create a Meta Human through the wonders of man-made technology. But in order to do so, they've been kidnapping, almost like human trafficking, these newer Meta Humans that have been um, created from the Lazarus effect. And so, first of all, that's very bad. It's very evil. Um, but then I think they're also selling some of those metahumans to buyers 
And judging from the story here, we have a little segment with General Immortus. I believe he's amassing an army with those sold metahumans. Is that what you got? Because I there's there's a group of villains down below. Yeah. On the courtyard of wherever General Immortus is hiding <clears throat> and scheming, but there 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 is quite a bit of metahumans that he has amassed as an army to to kill the Doom Patrol. Uh, and so this one is very strange. It also seems to be some some piece of flesh that is being uh, irradiated uh, in, in his laboratory. So I, don't, I really don't understand uh, what he's up against or what he's up to. Um, but I, I do know that the next two issues, which would be the final issues of the series, uh, involve General Mortis. I think... This revelation of Metagen Corporation and their human trafficking or metahuman trafficking, I believe that is um, the next domino piece that leads into General Immortus. So I'm not sure what's going on here just yet, but we obviously know he's up to no good. Um, we can trust now as Calder, and then now it's like, okay, gather the Doom Patrol. We need to find where they are um, transporting these... these um, these victimized metahumans. Is that, does that sound correct? Yes, I, th I think you're on the right track. Um, I think Niles Calder is going to play a bigger role in the next couple issues, um, but also I think the chief persona may try to adapt more of those tendencies, um, mm -hmm. but I think also ultimately realize that, oh, maybe... I'm I'm not for this job, and and Niles Calder has come full circle and can work as a team. But um, the reason that Niles Calder oh, cool. I think is going to be a bigger th piece is because characters like General Immortus and Mala um, are creating their own supervillain army, um, and I assume that Peacemaker was probably trying to do something to combat that as well. And the Doom Patrol was just the, you know, outlying vigilante group that was that could possibly get in the way, but also stepping on the toes of Peacemaker and the US military and their metahuman army. Um Yeah, it's probably an an oversight from Peacemaker thinking like, Oh, we can we can bring peace to this world by wrangling up all the metahumans, they're lost, they need guidance. Guidance means recruitment into the u.s government um but somehow it's leaking into villainy and they don't realize that yet so right um there's still no link between immortus and peacemaker but they're probably two sides of the same coin without realizing it and um i, I like what you said about chief or slash crazy jane because i think we are due for some um, alternate personalities and really it's 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 crazy Jane herself that that uh, persona that we haven't seen yet and I think you're you could be right that with Niles Calder uh, a bit resolved or a bit um, a absolved um, we, we, we can we can maybe see the chief uh, step down a bit and allow crazy Jane to to come up from the underground that would be something that I would like to see. Um, I just don't know if Jane would 
I, I would assume that the that the team would be able to work as a team without having a de facto leader. Um, and maybe that's Jane's role to, to show that, where it's like, hey, well, I'm not chief anymore, and, you know, we're working pretty well within our own self kind of thing. We already know what to do. Larry, Cliff, and Rita have been doing it for years and years kind of thing. Um, and, you know, they're, they're still helping people. Um, so I think it's still just going to just come down to, like, a new... A new improved version of the Doom Patrol that is still like what we saw in the beginning where they are trying to guide, uh, you know, so-called metahumans or just people that are, you know, um, misfit outliers, anything of the nature. Um, yeah. But uh, it seems to be, something seems to be boiling up um, with Immortus. Um, oh, yeah. I was, yeah, I was yeah, trying yeah. to figure out whatever this uh, giant ray gun that he has uh, pointed at this... Um, I don't know, parchment, papyrus, something, skin. <laughs> I thought it was skin. Did you think it was skin? Yeah. Dang, we're weird. Something that, that keeps him alive somehow, you know, probably. Um, I think, so, uh, again, I think you're right about, you know, the the, the whole um, Doom Patrol manner now that we have that has all these other uh, Doom Patrol members, I think, I think the sixth and seventh issue will introduce a lot of them or reintroduce a lot of them back in so that um, it comes full circle and shows the full support that the, the Doom Patrol has been working so hard to um, create a world of metahumans based on um, respect for each other, the diversity and, and love of, you know, the, the strangeness about them. Um, so characters like Flex Mentalo, I, I, I want to assume that we'll see characters like him return and support the Doom Patrol as they take on General Immortus. But I also wonder, we we did kind of absolve or, or respect um, Dr. Niles Calder's growth, but what of Mento? Is Mento, because Mento is, I mean, in that test tube, uh, surely working with Dr. Niles Calder, but is that character... They're out of sight, out of mind, and I, I still have questions about Mento. So is Mento as well, um, uh, you know, a card on the table? So, and and whose card is it? So I'm I'm curious to see what what Mento, how Mento might play into the the rest of this series. Um, but overall, just a solid seven uh, issue run so far. I mean, we haven't read the last of it, but just a solid story. From start to finish, uh, I I really am impressed with this story. I, I I don't know if I could recommend it to someone who is new to Doom Patrol, but I feel like I can. Um, do you think this is more of a love letter to to Doom Patrol fans, or do you think this is something someone new could get into? Um, I think both. Um, definitely both. Um especially even if you're just familiar with the team and what they are, is this a good starting point just to get, like, a basis of what the Doom Patrol is? Um, if you want to get, like, the references of the older stuff that they do say in the issues, you know, they they do mention things that happened in the past. I think that's cue for the reader to go back and do their research. Um, but, yeah, I think I think it's both a love letter 
to past stories and uh, creators as well as a good jumping off point um jumping off point to go backwards is the only thing though like that's the only you know it's not like you're gonna go forward with it Uh, you just kind of like read it and then go okay i'd like to read the older doom patrol series and see what that's about yeah some of us didn't have that we just had to jump right into grant morrison and yeah and hold on for dear life (laughs) right exactly so um but overall great story uh next issue issue six is called the stoppable doom patrol so it would be interesting to see what that's about um for this issue i did grab the variant cover so uh chris burnham he did the 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 uh, main cover for for issue five but then um michael uh janine did the the other cover for for uh this issue which i think it's just it's just i had to go with it because it's just so uh wholesome to me or just so kind of rad it's just you know uh, negative man and robot man in this kind of convertible car um just very classic i loved it so can I you hold it up for me up. oh yeah. yeah 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 i don't know if you can see it oh i can see it yeah that's cool yeah it's awesome it's very so i had cool. to go with this one highly recommend i did yeah it. all the all the variant covers have been fantastic i've been ha- been having to scoop them up lately um but yeah uh, I think that'll do it for today. Unless, Nate, you have any other questions, comments, concerns for issue five of Unstoppable Doom Patrol? No, I think that's uh, going to do it for me. All righty. Well, we'll go ahead and wrap up there. And DJ, please take it away. 